Good afternoon, Central Indiana. It's 4.30 on Wednesday, January 6, 2001. The first show of 2001, so happy 2021, I should say. So happy New Year. It's got to be better than 2020, I hope, and I'm sure you all do too. Welcome to the Indies Trusted Servant Show, uh, which plays every Wednesday at 4.30 on 91.9 FM and 919WITT.org on your computer. And if you miss a show, you can go to Open in Indiana to hear episodes clear back to October of 2019. What is Indy's Trusted Trusted Servant, first of all? Um, Indy's Trusted Servant is me, yours truly, Danny O'Malley. I do customer service training and keynote speaking about customer service. It's all about the culture of the organization. I started learning about customer service. Certainly didn't understand culture at the time, but I started learning about customer service at the age of nine when I started working for my dad at a little grocery store in Broad Ripple. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, feel free to give me a call at 317-413-9062. What's the Indies Trusted Servant Show? I like to describe it as lively local small biz and community talk where you can feel the pulse of Indy. And today, we have a guest who's kind of new to Indianapolis, and his organization is kind of new to Indianapolis. The organization is called Catholic Vote, and those of you who know me know I'm, I'm pretty dyed-in-the-wool Catholic. Um, and uh, my guest is John Sherman. I just met John in the last month, and, um, you know, he's got me speaking to the folks here in Indianapolis with Catholic Vote this week about customer service and culture, and I'm really excited about that. John, welcome to the show. Danny, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. People get to like to get to know my guest a little bit, of and then course. how that led you into Catholic Vote, and then we'll start talking all about Catholic Vote. Well, our organization, Catholic Vote, has been around for about 15 years. We, we were formed uh, shortly before uh, Barack Obama was elected president. Uh, we felt like it was important for ca- the Catholic worldview, if you will, to be better represented in the public square. And so that's, that's how our— By public square, do we mean Congress? Uh, uh, politics, legal, uh, essentially where, where laws— uh, and uh, and policy are are made in America. Okay, okay. Uh, it could be uh, a lot of our work is done at the national level, but we also do a lot of work in in local um, races and and jurisdictions as well. It, w- 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 but before we get into all that, tell us about yourself a little bit. Yeah, so I'm in my late fifties. I'm a father of four sons. Uh, my oldest is in the military, uh, and. Um, a very patriotic uh, Catholic American. I haven't. I became a Catholic in my twenties. Um, uh, we talked about that, you know, when I first met you. And I always say converts are better Catholics <laughs> on average than we born Catholics. That's what they say, Daddy. I'm trying to live up to that expe- expectation. <laughs> well, you made the decision. That's for sure. I did as an adult. I was a. I became a Christian in my early twenties, and I became a Catholic in my late twenties. Um, and so, now where'd you grow up? I uh, I was born in Chicago, grew up in Virginia. Okay. Uh, went to school, married a woman from Ohio, uh, and so we live in Cincinnati. Uh, our ministry is based in Chicago, and one of the reasons I I was in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago and we ended up meeting is because we are opening an office here in Carmel. Right. And uh, we have four employees here uh, in in our organization who are going to be officing in Carmel. We we love Carmel and and um, a number of our employees are younger 
and uh, very attracted to that area. Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I think I don't know if I told you this, but since I'm speaking to five people tomorrow, yes, you are you will become my smallest client. Okay, my, my smallest client was a, was a local uh, optometrist with like eight people. Okay, <laughs> so well so. we are growing. Our staff is doubled. Uh, we have close to twenty employees now, and of course during the presidential election. Uh, we tripled in size. We hired about 25 to 30 people. You're talking about nationwide. Yes. Uh, the six-month period before uh, the presidential election, last presidential election, uh, we had close to 20 people in about six different states around the country, primarily swing states. I was going to ask you about the states. What what would those six states be? Obviously, Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio. Well, in Cincinnati, we have right? full-time permanent staff in those three states, but because... Uh, the election uh, was determined by primarily the outcome of of the election in Arizona, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and North Carolina. We found out, you know, obviously Georgia was pivotal as well. Yeah. Um, we had most of our new hires were were working in those five six states. So you've actually got people working in how many states then? Seven so or eight. a number of those people now have gone on to other things, but we do still have a, a fair amount of staff in Georgia. Obviously, with, there's a, a huge big day tomorrow in yeah, Georgia, right, uh, right? Runoff election in Georgia that's extremely consequential for for really for everybody in in the country. Now, not not everybody that listens to this show is Catholic, obviously. Of course, okay. But but I do have a lot of Catholic friends. Would you would you be able to go into why you decided to become Catholic? Why you decided to become Christian? Why you decided to become Catholic? Or would you rather skip over that? I don't mind at all. I mean, well, I, I had, think that would be instructional. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was in college, I was a pretty typical college kid. Where'd you go? I went to University of Richmond. Oh, the Spiders. That's um, right. Yeah, in in uh, Richmond, Virginia. You know, living a pretty secular life. I uh, went through a difficult uh, time. Health. I had a health issue that really brought me to my knees. Really? And um, so, uh, what? What would you mind sharing that? Uh, there was a poss- I thought I possibly had MS. Really? I, I did not. It was very difficult to diagnose back then. Boy, and you were young. Yes. Yeah. And so um, there was some things going on in my um, health history that were not easily explained, and and so. I was really humbled as a person and became a Christian through that experience. And then, um, you know, I love my Protestant brothers and sisters. I have many, many uh, friends uh, and family who are Protestant for me. But for me personally, I was attracted to Catholicism because I've always felt like truth requires um, some sort of of, um, accountability or if you will, um, um, something underneath it, girding, undergirding, uh-huh, if you will. Uh-huh. and Standards. Exactly. Well, that- I felt like as a Protestant, you know, I'd been going to a lot of different churches and all of them were interpreting scripture a little bit differently. And Well, some Catholic churches do too. <laughs> and some Catholic churches do too. But as a Catholic, we have something called the Catechism, as you know. Yes. And if you have any questions about what Catholics believe, you know, you can go into a book called the Catechism and, and you can see what Catholics believe on and pretty much anything. Um, now, a lot of Catholics don't necessarily agree with the Catechism, but Catholic teaching is, is very well uh, fleshed out and, and very easily found in, in, in a Catechism. But, right, right. 
anyway, so I was attracted to um, to the Catholic Church. I don't always agree with the Pope, but I'm glad we have a Pope. Uh-huh. Um, I'm uh-huh. glad we have somebody who is leading our church, um, one particular person. Um, and so uh, I became a Catholic, and, you know, I— as I mentioned, you know, I've got a kid in the military. I'm very patriotic. I love America. I feel like America is is the most incredible country on the planet. Um, you know, literally millions of people come here to reach their potential. And I feel like the country is going in a direction other than what I would want for my kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got involved in Catholic Vote. That uh, I was, We were going to get to that sooner or later anyway. What were you doing? You joined Catholic Vote how long ago? Uh, two years ago. What were you doing before? I was in the financial services industry. Financial advisor? Yeah. I have a I have an insurance advisory right. firm. And you're still doing that, right? I Basically, it's run by somebody else uh, because I focus most of my time on um, on ministry work. So this is a full-time gig for you. It is very much so, yes. Okay, great. Our guest is John Sherman with Catholic Vote. We're going to be back with John after this brief underwriter break. Uh, a thank you to our hosts here at the studio and a... Uh, uh, a little bit of a preview of next week's show. First of all, let me thank Open in Indiana for being an underwriter of the Indies Trusted Servant Show on 91.9. Open in Indiana is your destination for finding the people, places, things, and events that make Indiana a great place to live and visit. If you own a business, and, and do business too, if you own a business in Indiana, you can list your business and events with www.openinindiana.com. That's www.openinindiana.com to get started. You can follow Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I want to thank Ryan Henry, my good friend, and the major domo and founder of Open in Indiana for hosting, for not only being an underwriter of the show, but for hosting all previous episodes of the show dating back to October of 2019. So almost a year and a half's worth of shows. Just go to Open in Indiana and I'll be easy to find. And there's some great shows in there. We also want to thank our hosts for the studios here at 91.9. And that is My Pet Carnivore, Pet Food Distribution Warehouse on Shelby Street in Fountain Square, where Paul and Suzanne and their extremely busy staff distribute healthy frozen pet food, mostly dog and cat food, to pet food owners only in 48 states. So this stuff has got to be good. Um, and um, I, don't would, I wouldn't put it past them to get into those other two states, although I don't know they have to do something other than the trucks that pull in and out of here all the time. Next week's show, I'm proud to announce... Uh, my guest will be my youngest daughter, Colleen Stein, and she's going to talk, uh, for, after four and a half years was the last time she was on the show, she's going to talk about her two online businesses, Coco Stein Designs, which does uh, uh, in, uh, very inspirational prints uh, and uh, every kind, which does very inspirational t-shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, so I look forward to having Colleen on the show next week. Now back to John with uh, Catholic Vote. So you guys, are you guys primarily a lobbying organization or how, go into more detail about what you guys do? Yeah, so uh, essentially we believe the country is a better place when people live their faith um, and they participate in the political process. Could be any faith, right? Yes, and they bring their uh, 
particularly though Christian faith, uh, when they bring their Christian beliefs and values uh, to the public square and they live those out. Uh, we believe that you get better laws, better culture, uh, you know, more freedom, opportunity, um, human flourishing, if you will. Right. And, um, you know, the country is, I think everybody recognizes the country is, is moving in a different direction than uh, historically we have. Uh, and, you know, we would submit that, um, you know, a big reason for that is because more and more people are living secular rather than godly or Christian values. Right. Okay. Um, and so we... Um, we do do lobbying. Uh, we do work in the legal realm. Uh, we also do a lot of education. Talk about the education, because we didn't talk too much about that when we met before. But yeah. well, part of it, you know, part of it is uh, bringing me in to talk to your folks, sure, to, so that they can better educate folks. But what do you do with education? Yeah, so we do a lot of of, of video work. Um, our videos had over 10 million views in 2020. Uh, we've had some videos that have had more than a couple of million single views uh, or a video that has had more than two million views. We produced an ad right before um, the election of Barack Obama that got over two million views um, that almost became a Super Bowl ad. But um, <laughs> a little too expensive. <laughs> well, I think we were prepared to pay, but they decided that it was too controversial. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, NBC did. Um, or whoever the network was. But anyway, so we do a lot of, of educational work. We put out something called The Loop, which is a daily news summary. I got that on my email this yeah, week. It's yeah, it's extremely popular. It goes to hundreds of thousands of Catholics around the country every day, except for Sunday. Um, and it's essentially a summary of the news, political, economic, church news, um, from a Catholic perspective. Do you... Uh, now, that leads me into a lot of different questions in a lot of different directions. Do you hope to get involved with Catholic schools here in Indiana. One of the things that we're working on, and uh, something that your audience is probably familiar with, many in your audience, um, are familiar with something called Prager University. Yes. Uh, which is an online YouTube channel that provides content on, you know, political, social, economic issues of the day. Uh, we are in the process of uh, launching something similar to that for Catholics. You know, there's nearly okay. 70 million Catholics in America. So it's a very large audience. And it's essentially going to be a Prager University for Catholics. We see I at gotcha. some point that content making its way into Catholic schools, high schools in particular. Well, are, are you a little, have you done that in Chicago or Cincinnati yet? No, this no. is something okay. that's brand new that we're working on launching this year. Um, all the content initially will be video content, but we do see a possibility of it becoming, um, you know, in book form that could be used in, say, a uh, theology class or a philosophy class. Okay. Um, okay. In a Catholic setting, Catholic school setting. Do you, um, now, what about the colleges? Of course, it could, be, it could be used there as well. Uh, we think that the younger we get to people, the better. Yeah, um, probably. Because by the time kids, you know, certainly get to college and, you know, in their first couple of years of college, their worldview is largely formed. Um, and so we feel like it's important to help people understand um, – you know, the fundamental principles of our faith and and our country, you know, as early as possible. So would you say that the elementary grades 
and then middle grades and then high school and then college is your priority? Yeah, age appropriate, obviously. Right, um, right. You know, uh, we'll produce content, you know, on, on any issue. It could be immigration, could be gun control, could be um, marriage, uh, life, etc. Um, you know, and so some of these videos may not necessarily be appropriate or suitable for kids for, for the youngest you know, for, kids for right, primary school right. kids. So, so here's a question for you. Uh, I know where uh, Catholic vote stands on uh, pro-life versus abortion, <laughs> and I stand right there. Okay, sure. uh, we, some, we have the same. Te- we hold the same teaching as the church. What okay. about the death penalty? So. Um, that is a that is a teaching within the Catholic Church that is evolving, particularly with our current pope. Yeah, uh, our current pope would say that there is never ever any justification to use for the state to use the death penalty. Historically, the Catholic Church has believed that in certain rare circumstances, it is appropriate for somebody to be to put so for a criminal to be put to death particularly in situations where it's not possible to protect the society from the from the criminal. Now, in the United States of America, where prisons are very secure, uh, you know, the death penalty, um, you, as a Catholic, you, you could argue should never be used. Um, in other societies where, uh, you know, people can can get out of prison more easily. Yeah, know, yeah. And you have somebody who's committed, you know, really heinous many, crimes. Many atrocities. Could be, could be a justification, according to traditional Catholic teaching, you know, to use the death penalty. So, so, so is it safe to say that Catholic vote is not as uh, strict about the death penalty as it would be about abortion? Our position is the same position. Uh, we are in union with the church in terms of Catholic teaching. Um, this change in the church's um, position on the death penalty with our new Pope, Pope Francis, is a very, very recent development. Right, right. It's very recent. Um, and um, so, I mean, we, we embrace the the teachings of of the church and the pope and agree that it it sh- the use of the death penalty should be only done in extremely rare circumstances uh, well then and and that's obvious and i think i think we're i think here in the u.s i can't speak for the rest of the world but i it's a very rare thing now right i think there was, it is there was somebody but put it's the not death, against the law it's I mean, not against the law right in some case in some states right uh federal uh criminals are still put to death in america and in certain states criminals are put to death okay john more with john sherman of catholic vote uh, after this brief underwriter break and a look at next week's show and a thank you for our host um, first of all, let's thank the underwriter. Check out Open in Indiana, your destination for finding the people, places, things, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, visit, and do business. If you own a business in Indiana, and listen to this, John, list your business and events with www.openinindiana.com to get started. Follow Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks to Ryan Henry and Open in Indiana, not only for being an underwriter of the show, but also for hosting prior episodes of the Indy's Trusted Servant Show back through October of 19. Now just go to Open in Indiana, and you'll find my show, and I guarantee you, you'll find something you're interested in hearing about. want to thank the host for the studios here at 91.9 FM on uh, 
on Shelby Street, and that is My Pet Carnivore, pet food distribution warehouse where Paul and Suzanne and their extremely busy staff distribute healthy frozen pet food to pet food owners only, no stores, sorry retailers, in 48 states. You can noodle the two states you think they're not in, but I wouldn't put it past them at some point in time. Um, and finally, next week's show. Oh, I'm really excited about next week's show. It's my youngest daughter, Colleen Stein, and she's going to tell us about her two businesses, both, uh, both inspirational businesses. One is Coco Stein Designs, and they do inspirational prints that you can put on your wall, give as gifts. Uh, and the other is Every Kind, and they do inspirational uh, T-shirts and hoodies, uh, which also make great gifts. So that's what's going on next week on the Indies Trusted Servant Show. Back to John Sherman with Catholic Vote. We were talking about some specific issues. I guess the big one probably is the whole abortion issue and pro-life and mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade and all of that. Talk about that a little bit and, and what Catholic Vote says about all of that. Uh, so the life issue is one that we're involved in on a daily basis. You know, again, we support the Catholic Church's teaching that that life is sacred. You know, that we're all made in the image and likeness of God, and that we have a responsibility to protect life from the moment of conception until natural death. That's been the Catholic Church's teaching uh, since you know basically the beginning of the Church, and so. Um, you know, we we are very pro-life. We are we are working to advance laws in states and at the national level that protect um, life in the womb, uh, and you know that that uh, encourage adoption and you know discourage uh, abortion. You know, one of the things that we, I did I don't think I mentioned to you when we met before an organization you want to look into here is the Women's Care Center. Have oh, sure, familiar that? with them. Yeah, yes. they're a great organization they along those lines. Yeah, outside of Indiana. I think I think they started here. If not yeah, mistaken, I, know. I think they but have I think one in Columbus as well. They've they've spread a little bit, but they'd be great people to get in touch with. She's been a guest on the show, and I can oh, get sure. you in touch with her. Of course, if you want to. Um, now, some people would say that the Catholic Church's stand on the death penalty is hypocritical if you're pro-life. How do you explain that? Hypocritical. Um, or not consistent or whatever. In other words, the church should be in favor of the death penalty because... No, should be against the death penalty. It is against the death penalty. Except in rare circumstances. Well, again, those circumstances historically have only been when you cannot protect the wider society the from a criminal... In, in increasingly, you know that is that's in that's um, you know. So so is it safe to say you guys would be against the death penalty in the USA? Of course. Okay. Of course. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. Yes, of course. Okay. okay. And the churches again would be against it in in the United States where we have you know a well financed prison system and criminals you know who are convicted. Uh, of heinous crimes can be can be kept from from society you know can be um locked up no no till their natural a, death here's a question for you john you you obviously are the guy that's starting up the indianapolis chapter right is, is there some chance that if it grows enough you might have to move here oh i don't know i mean i still have some kids in high school and so i don't have any plans to but you're only a couple hours away 
Uh, that's true. You know, that's Cincinnati's, true. you know, only two hours down the road. Nobody knows that better than I do. And, uh, <laughs> and if we learned anything good from COVID, it's that, you know, it's, it's easier to work from, you know, from home than, than, you know, a lot of people thought. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So the folks that are here now, um, what, what do they do? Yeah, they're in different roles with our organization. Uh, one woman is in fundraising. Um, one person creates content, um, you know, video content, uh, online content. Um, you know, another person um, is involved in our operations area, uh, you know, fulfilling uh, orders for material that we send out. Um, essentially, you know, support roles within so, the organization. So are they doing that for the whole organization or just for the Indiana chapter? For the whole organization. For the whole organization. Right. Our social media uh, manager is here. Uh, you so know, the people manages. you've got here are doing work for the whole organization. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. interesting to know. And I understand that you guys are going to have your headquarters in Carmel, correct? So, um, our our official headquarters are actually in Wisconsin. No, but I mean the local. But the local, yeah, we will have more employees here than anywhere. Really? Yeah. Even okay. All right. And, and we plan to when we hire people, we plan to hire them here. And uh, now I know I'm speaking tomorrow uh, at a place called Serendipity off the Monon Trail. Yes. Uh, but that's not where your headquarters or, or your group is going to be head, here in Indianapolis. Right. We're moving into new space um, in downtown Carmel. I think it's near the corner of Maine and what's the north-south? Range Line? Yeah. Okay. Line. Okay. That's yeah. that's the main intersection in, in the old part of Carmel anyway. Yes. Yeah, it's in the old Carmel. You would consider it old Carmel. Um, so, so how many total employees do you guys have? We have about fifteen employees. Just and five of them are here in Indianapolis. Exactly. That's that's very very interesting. Yeah. Now back to the those swing states that you talked about earlier. Those people aren't necessarily full time employees in those states. They were just being employed during the election. Yeah. So our staff grows. You know, it go it flow it ebbs yes, and flows. Yes. As you know, elections take place, and obviously we just went through. A huge election more people voted than ever in the history of, of, of the country and um tremendous amount at stake and so right we had a lot of staff uh we spent uh close to 10 million dollars over the last you know six months prior to the election um educating and mobilizing catholic voters in particular um to go to the polls yeah and we didn't necessarily uh, spend that money trying to convince them to vote a particular way because we know that Catholics who go to church on a regular basis tend to vote a particular way. Yep. And so well, Christians and religious and Christians people in general, and religious, religious people, people in general, right, it's one exactly. of the most accurate determinants of how somebody is going to vote is their frequency of church attendance. Yep. And so our focus, you know, had been just encouraging people to go to church on a regular basis to get out and vote. A third of the people who go to church on a regular basis, whether they're Catholics or Protestants, etc., don't vote in any given election. That's a staggering number. It's a huge but number. If, if anybody should be voting, it's those folks. I know. But, 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 and that kind of leads me to, we've only got a couple of minutes left. I guess the, um, the cynicism that has arisen, the division that has arisen in the country, mm -hmm. um, you, you, do you feel like, or... You can't necessarily speak for anybody but yourself, but do you feel like we're at a tipping point with this issue of 
whether we're going to be a Christ-like nation to better, sure, uh, maybe maybe to get right to the quick or become, um, I don't know what. Um, yeah, I mean, I do uh, believe that a, the country is is at a tipping point. Um, you know, as more and more people in the country turn their backs on religion and adopt, you know, what we would call secular values or not non-Christian secular values. Secular is the term I was searching for. Yeah, <laughs> as that happens, you know, to a greater and greater degree, these folks tend to vote differently than people who, you know, have a have a strong traditional Christian religious background. background. Yeah. Right. And they and and they they have different values. Um, you know, for example, you and I probably strongly value the freedom of speech, uh, regardless of whether that speech is offensive or not. Yeah. More and more, we have people in the country now who do not believe that f- that speech that is offensive should be free. You know what? I, uh, I hate to end on this, but I just heard this morning, I haven't verified it. I'm driving my car, I'm listening to the news. Somebody said that Congress opened up. With A-men and A-women. They did. The political correctness has gone berserk. Oh, yeah. It's really uh, over the top now. And that's partly what we're talking about. Right. One more time, how do you get a hold of Catholic Vote if you want to get a hold of Catholic Vote? Best way to do it is online by going to www.catholicvote.org. John Sherman with Catholic Vote. Thanks for being our guest this week on the Indies Trusted Servant Show. Listen next week for Colleen Stein of... uh, Coco Stein Designs in every kind. God bless everybody and and have a happy new year.